Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. I'm so excited for today's guest. We've already recorded together before, which is so fun and I feel like makes it a little easier because we already know each other. But I like to let my guests introduce themselves. It's just something I've been doing lately because I realized that when someone introduces me, I'm like, first of all, that it just feels kind of like weird. I'm like, okay, like that's just things I've done. But I want to like know you and I feel like from your own words is better. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Okay. So I am Julia Mazur. I am 30 and single. It's how I start a lot of my TikTok content. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I, I'm the host of Pretty Much Done. It's a podcast about... Being pretty much done settling in, you know, relationships and life, listening to societal noise. I used to work at Tinder for six years. So yes. for me, dating and relationships has been a big topic of conversation. I'm also Russian Jewish. I grew up Russian Jewish. So for me, I grew up with this immense pressure to get married and have kids. Yeah. And um, I kept finding myself in these like lackluster relationships trying to achieve that goal. And so that's kind of me and where I'm at in a nutshell. I love it. And I love your content and I love your podcast. And I have to say, I was watching Sex in the City like as one does all the time. <laughs> and I got to the episode where like um, Sam basically tells them that she's like much older than them. It's not like the episode where she's like, I'm 45, but it's like where she's basically saying like, I'm not even 30. Like I'm much older than them. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, these days this is seen as like empowering and cool and badass and whatever. And like, for the most part, there is a stigma. Like, we're going to get there. Yeah. But, like, nobody really, like, it's not as bad. In the 90s, I was like, this is so sick. Like, women must have been watching this who were in their 40s and single who felt like a failure and were like, you know what? I'm sexy. I'm cool. I'm interesting. I'm a badass like Sam Jones. Like, do you ever think about that? Because I was thinking about this, like, literally last night. And I was yeah. thinking about our conversation as well. Yeah. So I think I started Sex and the City when I was 18 because I remember it. my parents would like watch it on Sundays and they're like, you can't watch. Yeah. It's about sex. And, and you're like, like, I need it. You should have. You yeah. let me watch. But probably it permeated my mind when I was watching it because I grew up in this household where my mom was like, I want you to get married and have kids. Like it wasn't like she wasn't trying to inflict this pressure on purpose. It was just like a subconscious pressure where she was like, I love that I was young and I had you guys. Yeah. Um, and so I think when I was 18, I like started to dip my toe and I started watching Sex and City. I watched Girls and I was probably like, wow, these women seem really fulfilled and they live these like wildly yes. amazing lives and they're 35. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's another path. <laughs> there's like a whole not like... I don't know. It's just so groundbreaking. And of course, like I've heard Candace Bush and I'll talk about it. I've heard like Sarah Jessica Parker. I've heard everybody like say their piece on it. And like, I think it's known at this point how revolutionary it was, but it even makes me today feel so just excited to be a woman empowered. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel like, you know, I'm in a relationship and I love my boyfriend, but like makes me feel like if we weren't in a relationship anymore, if we broke up, like I'm chilling. Like, of course I would be heartbroken. Of course it's a yeah. separate thing, but it's just such a, I don't know. It's so like strong and empowering. And I really never even realized that Samantha Jones was like 40 to 45 years old throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, this just shows that there's like no limit on youth and like age is like nothing. Yeah. It was really cool that in the nineties, like this was being portrayed because, and we can talk about it, but like throughout this whole ordeal, like there is still a stigma on yeah. women being single at 30 plus yeah. and being single at 40. And I think it's really cool that in the 90s, the like this Michael Patrick King was like, I will create this amazing world for people to aspire to. Yeah. 
and it is so aspirational. Mm -hmm. So I have so many things that I want to talk to you about, but I think like we have to talk about like what's been going on recently, which I think is so crazy. And if you guys don't know, basically Julia made this video and it was a very like typical video style. It was, this is a morning in my life, a Saturday morning in my life, but she prefaced it by being like, I'm 29 and I don't have children. And it was a very normal video about like how she goes about her Saturday and it went haywire on the internet and it went on the, for lack of a better phrase, the wrong side of TikTok. But sometimes I think the wrong side of TikTok is just like the patriarchy and like kind of like society's noise side of TikTok. And I I can't imagine how brutal that was, but I want to hear you like describe kind of like your whole process of like deciding to make that video. Mm -hmm. Because for me, every single time I've had something blow up and go on that, you know, wrong side, it's always been like, I never expected it. Like, I just thought this was just another thing I was making. Like, I had no fucking idea the incels were awoken by, like, me living. So tell me about, like, what that's been like. Or what that was like, I guess, and then what it's been like. Okay, so Friday night, I went to the Beyonce concert. Love. And And it was amazing. It was the best night of your life. It was the best night of mine. It was. It totally was. And, like, it was such a spur-of-the-moment decision. I had gotten out of a relationship, and my friends had an extra ticket. I was like, yep. Why not? Yes to life. Yes. And so I went and then I woke up in the morning and I kept, you and I were talking about this where we give ourselves a hard time being in bed. I was like in bed and I was like, Julia, you should get up. But I'm like, no, like you were at Beyonce and it's okay. You drank a little. I was a little hungover. I ended up getting out of bed at like 10, 15, 10, 30. Not even late. <laughs> no. Like regular Saturday morning thing. I've had record sleeps before that. Yeah. You know, before that. So I got out of bed and I was like, you know what I feel like doing? I think I'm going to like make shakshuka. I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of New Yes. Very timely. Yes. Aaron was making shakshuka and I was like, I've never made it. I'm going to figure out how to make it. Get the recipe. And I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to make a video about this. How, you know, listen, sometimes I give myself this pressure, probably how I grew up, you know, societal pressure about being 29 and single and staying in bed till 10. But how amazing that I get to go to the Beyonce concert. I get to be a little hungover. And I, at 10, 15, I get to decide that today I'm going to make shakshuka. Like be thankful and grateful for the life that you get to live. Yes. And don't be hard on yourself for not being where society tells you that you should be. Yeah. So I recorded that video. I go about my day and everyone was reacting really positively to it. The whole day, everyone's like, yes, I feel this. I feel seen. I I said, like, I don't have kids yet. This is the thing, guys, about the fucking internet. And, like, I'm, I'm, like, approaching the audience with this one because I know you know because I know I know this. You didn't say anything bad. Nothing like, I hate moms. Nothing like, I never want children. Fuck kids. All you said was they don't have kids yet. And all of a sudden it's anti-mom propaganda. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, um, people were saying that I was bashing mothers. I even in the video said like, I understand that you can cook shakshuka with kids. Like you can still do that. But like, here's my process of how I, as a 29 year old single female without kids process this in my mind. I can't speak for being a mother. I don't know. What? Was most of the backlash, because I actually didn't don't know the answer to this, coming from f- from moms and women or coming from men or was it a mix? I'm going to be honest. So I, so I posted it and then good feedback. Then a man named Matt Walsh posted it to his Twitter. At okay. the time, I had 7,000 followers on TikTok. Matt had 2.4 million followers on Twitter. So like not equal p- playing field. And obviously... Scary as fuck. Scary, really scary. And all of a sudden people started to comment and say, 
like really mean things. And someone commented saying Matt Walsh posted this. I didn't, I wasn't even familiar with Matt Walsh, if I'm honest. I don't know who, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, by the way. No, you don't. Goodbye. Not. Yeah. And um, as soon as that happened, people were like saying extremely rude things. They, I, I, I didn't know. I got scared. Like I haven't fully read all the comments since because don't. I'm trying to like protect my mental health. Yes. I immediately deleted TikTok because I was just like, this is so scary. It felt like, and you and I spoke about this on my podcast. Like we were talking about like how we wouldn't invite bullies to our birthday party or to our house for a house party. Totally. It felt like 500 people just came into my house and started punching me. Yeah. Or like doing nothing by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like starting to doubt myself and like getting crazy. And I was like, what did I do? Oh my God, did I do something? Delete TikTok, like the app for my phone, go about my day. I started having people in my life reach out, like people who I didn't even like know or haven't talked to in a while, reaching out saying, hey, don't go on Twitter. Are you okay? Like, do not read the things that are being said about you. Um, You know, this, what you're doing is positive for women. Like you, you make people feel less alone. Like don't read the comments. From my, from what I understand, like I, a friend of mine told me that there was like a threat about like sexually assaulting me. I've <gasps> seen things, I've seen things about like people saying that the only way I'd have a kid is if someone sexually assaulted me. Um, really crazy things. Uh, there is a lot of backlash from mothers that I was seeing, but like I'm really trying not to read the comments. Totally, totally. A lot of things obviously about how like my eggs are sand and like I'm like so old because obviously that I was talking about my age and so people knew sure. that was something that I've always felt this pressure and like insecurity about still being single at 29, 30, but like I decide I'm taking my power back. And like yeah. from this whole situation, I've realized like I feel more and more sure that this is the message that I want to help people, you know, overcome. Um, and so I, I don't know, like, I bet that it was equal. Okay. I, it was just like, he is just a, someone who like takes his followers and like, he's like, go pounce on her. Terrible. Like, a few days later was Emily Ratajkowski, you know? Terrible. Well, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, I literally cannot express how awful that makes me feel for you and just like how heartbreaking that is. But at the same time, it it makes me think that like a lot of people don't, they don't realize like what they're doing because these people don't have a problem with you specifically, right? Like they're using you as a target. They have a lot of like unaddressed stuff in themselves and whether or not that's internalized misogyny and patriarchy is a lot of it. But it's also like you have to be so incredibly unfulfilled with whatever you're doing, whether you are a single man, which I'm sure a majority of them were, whether you are a mom who feels unfulfilled with her life. And by the way, it's okay to be a mom and love being a mom and also feel unfulfilled at the same time, but it's not okay to then take that and harbor resentment and then project it all over you. Like, I I guarantee that so many of these people, they don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know how negative and toxic it is. And they don't even realize like how it impacts somebody when you are attacked like that. Yeah, I bet you can't. And no one I know in my circle can be a person who stops on a video and tells someone something negative about their looks. Never. <laughs> like, Never. I don't know someone like that. I don't fucking know anyone like that. There are definitely some videos that I disagree with, but do you know what I do? I scroll. <laughs> like Julia, I do not know one person. Like, if I do, they are, like, an absolute actor. Like, they deserve, like— they deserve like a Razzie, honestly, for their performance. <laughs> like if I know somebody that's like on a Reddit hate thread, yeah. commenting on TikToks on an anonymous profile, on Twitter threads, doing anything like what happened to you, yeah. 
that person deserves a Razzie because I genuinely, like, I don't think I know one person. I don't know who those people are. I don't know who they are, but they're fucking scary. And I don't know any of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. But there were a lot of them in my comments, still in my comments. Get a life. Do you ever <laughs> yeah. think, like, aren't you, like, a bit, you're a busy girl. Like, you have a lot of shit going on. You don't have time to do that. No. 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 It's really crazy. It's, it's insane. It's really crazy. But I think it's really admirable that, like, what you've internalized from this situation and taken away from it is, like, I want for this to continue to be my message. And I feel like, you know, what they're trying, what these people are trying to accomplish right at the end of the day is to silence messages like your own because it goes directly against their idea of what's right, which is men having power and which is like heteronormative societal expectations. And I think like it's really admirable and also like even more incredible that you're like, no, I'm not. I'm actually letting this fuel me. It's like, you're letting all of this situation, you're internalizing it. You're saying, okay, I'm letting this fuel me instead of letting it deter me from continuing this because that's what they want, right? Yeah, it just echoed that this exists, this stereotype exists against women because I thought as someone who grew up Russian Jewish, I thought it was a cultural thing. I, I yeah. know this happens in like other cultures as well. I have friends who are Indian. I have friends who are Chinese, Asian American. Like I knew that they have found these same pressures from their families. I didn't understand that it was like a just a societal thing. Yeah. It just is. And I think that men put so much pressure, like not only are they like scrutinizing if we're married at, at a certain age, what our egg count is. They're also scrutinizing our bodies, yeah. our jobs, if we're successful. Like there are so much pressure put on women and it's no wonder, like we can't find a nice guy. Yeah. Because these men are shouting at us in the comments. Yeah. And it's also like, I don't know, what if you didn't want kids? God for fucking bid in that video, you said, and I don't want them. Holy fuck. I think it would have been worse. And it's like, are women not allowed to just not want children? People said it was selfish of me for not having kids. But <gasps> I think it's so much more. Uh, Candace Owens called me a selfish. She's got to go. She <laughs> I hate her. And like, actually, yeah. and I hate nobody. Like, I don't hold a lot of hate in my heart, but she's right there. Like, yeah. at the top yeah. of the list. Matt Walsh and Candace Owens were not two people I had on my bingo card that I would be interacting with in this lifetime. But apparently, they have a lot of opinions on me in my life. She called me selfish. And I think that what would be more selfish is having a kid when you're not ready. What? Or that you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, what does yeah. she want? Everyone to just make babies that they don't want to have? Yeah. Like. I guess. Like, uh, that's unimaginable. I can't imagine. I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, I know it's like this stuff exists, but it's like so harrowing to see a reminder of it. But I think it's so admirable that you're just like, that's whatever. Like, say what you want to say. Like, I'm going to keep forging forward for this. Yeah. I saw a video like on the converse on the other side of this that I think that you would resonate with. It was a couple and they were like, we are, I think that they must have been like 45. Mm -hmm. Like, we're 45. We're empty nesters. We always said we want to do the thing, have kids early and be young empty nesters so we can travel and like be in love and still be like whatever. And they were like, we're here to tell you that when you have kids, literally everything changes. We didn't want to be empty nesters at 45 once we had the kids. We It was too soon. And we wish that we waited because your life will forever change when you have children. And then when you become the empty nesters, you no longer want that. You want to spend that time with those kids. And they were like, had we waited till we were mid-30s, it would have felt like it was time. It would have felt like 
we would have felt like we had our, you know, young fun and not saying that you can't have fun with kids, please, for the love of God, <laughs> not saying- no, Not Eli no, now. No, no, please. <laughs> not saying you can't have fun with kids. Also fucking come for me. I don't care. About it. Not saying that you can't have kids. Not saying if you're a young mom, that's the wrong choice. I love that for you. Everybody should choose what they want and what makes them feel empowered. I'm just saying on the other side of things, it was a really refreshing perspective to hear because all perspectives I think should be heard for the most part if they don't suck, like mm -hmm. the ones that were coming at you. Mm -hmm. It was just a nice, fresh perspective of them being like, when we had kids, like we didn't want them to leave. Like we didn't want to be empty nesters because we didn't feel ready because yeah, we are young and like spunky, but now we just like kind of wanted to hang with our kids for a little longer. Like we wish we waited and we wish that we sort of honed that energy of freedom that that is inherently not available to you when you have children because they are a responsibility that you will now have. So it's like, it was a really nice perspective. I was like, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Also for being brave enough to say that on the internet. Like, thank you to them for saying that. So many people were so kind and like came That's to my defense. Very nice. I mean, Mark Cuban, like the true what angel. The, the angel of the century, the angel like of coming the century. in. I tell all my in. friends, I was like, if Mark Cuban was 40 and single, he He's would my be man. He's my, my fucking man. man right there. Yeah. That is so kind and so nice. And not everyone is terrible. But yeah. those people, I totally agree. Listen, if I had kids at 20 or 25, sorry to my kids. Like I had no idea who I was. No, sorry I was not, to my kids. Sorry to my kids. I was kids. not financially independent. I like I would not have known what to do with those children. So yeah. for me, for my path, this is me speaking, and that's this is me speaking in the video. Like it is it wasn't right for me. I didn't there was no one I met that I wanted to have kids with either. Yeah. And by the way, I just I don't understand what the internet's problem is with people choosing their own path that looks different from someone else's. Like clearly, specifically the moms that are attacking you are in some way insecure about the choices they've made. I'm not trying to project that onto them, but anybody who's being like literally death-threateningly violent and disgusting and disturbing in a comment section of a video, absolutely tearing somebody like you apart who did nothing wrong clearly has a problem with their own choices and that's okay but it's like work through that in therapy do not t do not be a keyboard warrior it's only going to make it's only going to damage things yeah and i just think like we all need to be okay with the fact that we're on our own path yeah and that's our own individual choice like i always say like i get all these dms and comments like are you going to get engaged soon and the answer is no i'm not ready i feel too young I don't want to be engaged. My boyfriend doesn't want to be engaged. We want to get married. Like we want to be together. We, we hope for that for ourselves, but like, we're not ready. And I'm not saying that 25 is too young. I'm saying it's too young for me, Eli. I'm going to a wedding like in a few weeks for people who are my age. I'm so fucking excited for them. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I would hope they would celebrate the fact that I'm not ready too. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And my question to people who would have any problem with that is like, why is Eli's engagement keeping you up at night? What What's wrong with you? Why are people obsessed <laughs> with the fact that you don't have children right now? Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if Some people are like, if she was so fulfilled, she wouldn't be making content. I feel very strongly about this because this was my experience and I, I hope to connect with like-minded people yeah. and make people feel less alone. Some days I am happy about being single. Some days it's tough. Yeah. I went through a breakup throughout this whole ordeal. Like, yeah. That's just navigating life. But for me, this is my path and I'm choosing to embrace it and not and wallow it and not wallow in self-pity and be like, I just Ooh, want someone to come yeah, save like, me and have fuck? a kid with me. Yeah. I'm just making the best of what I've got. Yeah. And you're doing an amazing, beautiful job of it. It's so wild. So how are you feeling now? 
now I feel good and I feel great that like I've connected with the right people. I feel like throughout that whole ordeal, like then it got me on the great side of TikTok and like, you yeah. know, people who needed to find my content did. And they found have, it, yeah. Yeah, reached out to me and it's been really, really nice. And it makes me feel fulfilled to create content that hopefully resonates for people. I will say like, it's not perfect. Like last week, um, I've, I posted a video from TikTok to Reels and it went on the wrong side of Reels. And Which is, by the way, like such a harrowing experience. What the fuck is going on over there? What's going it's on over disturbing. there? You tell me. It's You've disturbing. been in this game TikTok, longer. you expect it. You're like, whatever. Like yeah. literally come at me with a fucking camera and like all the people. Like, I, whatever. Yeah. Reels? You're like, I thought this was just fun. Like, what is <laughs> this? Too, it's too. horrible. The wrong side of reels is worse than the wrong side of TikTok because it's like, it's it's harder to find. And when they find you, <laughs> you're not safe. I, I did not feel safe last week. And it was just a video of me taking myself out on a date. And I like posted about how like a friend of mine texted me to come over and we did tarot, like me and two girlfriends. And everyone's like, Oh, a friend of her texted her to come over. It was a guy who didn't want to be seen in public with her at 11 p.m. trying to have sex with her. Like people love to talk about my a sexual my, my sexual like prowess no. or whatever. They love they no. love to talk about that on my behalf, having no context about me. And that was like hard. But I I read the comments like that yeah. was on me. <laughs> you know, it wasn't on you, right? Because it's like not your fault at all. But I think like I was talking about this recently about Taylor Swift specifically, mm -hmm. and I was like talking to a friend and we were discussing whether or not we think that she like consumes media about her. And mm. I was like, there's no way because I know how it feels to open a tab and read a thread about myself. And that is on a 0.01 scale comparatively yeah. to what she, there's no way she would check her. Like she wouldn't be okay. Yeah. She wouldn't even be able to like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think she would be able to do it because just from what I see is that those comment sections break creators who have the, the audience that is like one one hundredth mm -hmm. of hers and have the attention that is one one hundredth of hers. I just don't think that like, I know for a fact that like psychologically the human brain is only able to like secure like less than a hundred like deep connections. And so it's actually not even like normal what you and I experience. That's not normal that you had to know that millions of people were like interacting with you even if you didn't interact back. So like on, on her scale, it just can't be mentally healthy. Yeah. I just think like unplugging and walking away from it is like a really good practice, but sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. Well, I was talking about it with Khloe Kardashian with friends last week. Oh my God. Yeah. The poor thing. The poor thing. I'll fucking ride for that girl for the, forever. <laughs> Me too. You guys are angry when she's bigger. You're angry when, when she's she gets, thinner. Yeah. You have a, so many problems with her. She's just trying to live her best life. And like, everyone's like, well, she asked for this. Like, she no, didn't she ask didn't. for you to say Wait, the no. vile things that you say. Like, no, I can't express this enough when people are like, you signed up for this when you started creating content. No, with no, you sign up to be perceived. You sign up for yeah. potentially criticism. Nobody signs up for hate and bullying. Yeah. If you went to your nine to five job and people were like, you're a fucking ugly whore <laughs> and like you should be assaulted. Yeah. You would file an HR report. You would sue. Yeah. You would lawyer up and sue. And it's like, you can't, there's no HR That is TikTok. such a good point. But there's like, no I think HR. That, there's no HR and people are hiding behind profiles so they can get away with it. Karma's a bitch. And I believe that every single person that came to, at you is going to have a fucking terrible day or life. Me too. But like, that's just me. Yeah. I, I, there's no HR. There's no way to like stop that kind of like, I mean, in your case, incel behavior on yeah. your page. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's so true. I, I And I posted a video. I was like, next time you want to say something mean about someone, take a walk. Just take a walk. Take a breath. Take a breather. Coping mechanisms are so good and so, like, so fun. Somebody said so there, there was this person called Troll for Trump that would not lay off for a long time on my page, and I blocked them, and they, they what created it. What a name. A page. Like, like, tell us, tell <laughs> us about yourself. Like, yeah. It's gross. They created a new page for me, and— um, they kept like being like, this girl talks about how she's in therapy all the time. She's on meds, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you weaponizing therapy is a truly projection because if anybody needs it, it's, it's troll, troll for, for Trump. Trump. Troll for Trump, please, like <laughs> yeah. better help. It exists. Like, don't yeah. get in there. Yes. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It's truly so damaging. But I want to get away from like negativity because like I just, I'm always trying to focus on the positives. And, you know, that was advice given to me by like a fellow creator. Like we were talking about like how she handles stuff and, and people saying things about like her and her relationships and whatever. And she was like, I just like don't focus on that aspect of it. And I was like, what a freeing thing. And like how, and it's not that easy, but like what a freeing mindset to have. And I feel like you really do have that mindset. So how is your dating life in like a fun way? Like, are you on a break from dating? Are you actively dating? Are you having a good time? Has this affected it at all? Well, I mean, okay. So I was dating someone this summer for a couple months. It was long distance relationship. It didn't work out for a number of reasons, but it was a lovely time. And I feel like every relationship that I'm in and like as like devastating as breakups are, I feel so much stronger that I keep getting closer and closer to my person. Yes. Because I learn more about myself and I, you know, I used to be a person who I was like, I'm a recovering male codependent, my therapist says. Mm. Um, So what that means, if like people don't know, is like I used males to like fill a void within myself. Totally. Um, And I think like to an extent all like girls growing up kind of do, like we have crushes and- Sure. um, And so I um, found myself like- finding men to just like fill that void. And now as I get older and I've like done so much work on myself to feel fulfilled by myself, date myself, figure out who I am, work on my confidence, I don't necessarily need a man to do that. And so I'm able to figure out who it is I want in a partner because of like qualities that they possess so that we can become like better people together. So that they're an addition in your already very full life. Exactly. And so I am just focused right now on like bettering myself as much as possible so that when I meet someone, I'm like at my best self and yeah. they just compliment my life. And when I got out of this relationship, I was like, I'm going to look up like short-term rentals in Austin. Yeah. And I found this short-term rental and it was a little out of budget. So I write to them and I was like, hey, like I love your place. It's a little out of budget. I own my place in LA. Um, I'm really responsible. I'm 30. Like I'll yeah. take really good care of your place. And they were like, there's no flexibility on the price, but we're looking to move to LA. And so I was like... It's the holiday. It's the holiday. It's the motherfucking holiday. (laughs) It's the holiday. And it literally fell in my lap. Wait, sorry. And that, my friends, is why I always say this. I'm like, send the fucking cold email. Yes. You do not know what's going to happen. Yeah. And the only thing that could come of it that's negative is no one replies. And who the fuck cared? At least you tried. I shot my shot. And And look at you. I'm always saying this. I'm like, just send the fucking email. You have no idea. People want to help you. Yeah. People want... Like, you have to trust that people are good. Like that that situation is going to happen. Yeah. And I felt like because I put myself out there and was vulnerable, I'm like a universe girly. So I felt like the universe like rewarded me for putting myself out there. I also like said, I'm like, I'm newly out of a relationship. I just need a change. I feel like that vulnerability 
like it's I got power. Re- yeah I got rewarded for that like the the realtor was like oh like I just got out of a relationship not too long ago You're like slay yeah. like we're all friends now <laughs> yeah. I love that okay so yeah. this is a movie but I love what you said about like how you look at relationships now like every single thing is like wh- like leading to the next person I always say like in a more like analytical way if you are going to date seriously 10 people before finding like the person that you're going to end up end up with or that person that you're going to marry or create a family with or whatever it is that you want from your life, you would not, of course, heartbreak hurts, but you would be celebrating when one ended because you would know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's I'm one step closer to finding that person. Yeah. Like if I told you you had to fail 10 times to succeed, you would be excited to fail a little bit. Like and I'm not saying get excited to get breaking up. But like that's not what I'm saying. Get excited yeah. to get chill on. No, I'm just saying if you have that mindset of like it's always going to be a no until it's a yes, each no, you would be like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Like we're on our way there. We're learning things. The end goal of every relationship is not forever. It's going to be something else until I find that forever. I feel like that's a really positive way of thinking. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, love is hard because it's like you're so sensitive your ego's involved but I always tell people like think about things that you didn't think that you would accomplish. Like you, for example, I don't know that 10 years ago you would have imagined you were going to write a book. You are writing a book. Like you wrote a book and it happened for you. If that happened for you, you can have all the other things manifest. Yes. So yes. it's like have that mindset of like all the things that you didn't think you could accomplish. Remember that you have accomplished that them. So like I don't know who who my person is and like who I'm going to end up with. But I know I'm just like so confident in my ability to for things to happen that I know it'll happen. Exactly. So I'm just enjoying 100%. the ride as it happens. I love that. I remember I was getting out of a breakup or getting out of a relationship going through a breakup in college. And I was talking to my dad about it. My dad's like a very blunt person. But like this was just like the advice I come back to all the time. I was like, well, I'm just scared I'm going to end up alone. And he was like, well, you're not. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, if you don't want to, you're not like, you're not. And I was like, what if it just wasn't an option? Like who cares when it happens? Like it's not an option. Like I want that. I want a life partner. You seem like you're looking for that in your life Mm -hmm. and that that's something you would like to have eventually. So it's going to happen. It's like, what? what are we accomplishing by being like, I'm going to die alone? Nothing. You're just making yourself feel crazy. Yeah. And I know the universe didn't bring me that person at 25 because you know what? I didn't love myself at 25. Exactly. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else um, actually on a podcast recently. I was, um, do you know Girls Gotta Eat? Yeah. So Ashley Hesseltine was on the pod and we were talking and she was like, she met this guy. I think like she thinks he's the one. They're very serious. And she was saying like, we've spoken about it and like, we would not have been ready for each other 10 years ago. We would not yes. be together in this loving, happy, secure relationship that we think is going to last 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, so you don't even want to meet? Like, I always think like, oh my God, like I wish I knew my boyfriend in college. I'm like, actually don't. We probably wouldn't have been together. We yeah. weren't ready for each other. Yeah. You would have gotten the ick. I would have. Got, I so would have gotten the ick. That's the problem with icks. Like, I give my friends so much grace. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you know what? There are also friend icks. And like, I think that if a friend itemized a bill... I don't like that. That gives me the ick isn't in a friend. Yeah, I think it. Do, it's so hard. Okay, because you're a little bit older than me, right? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like you're in a place where most of your friends are probably, like, pretty fi- more financially secure than, like, just post-grad. And then plus with COVID, even though I'm not, like, just post-grad. Yeah. Sometimes it's tough. Yeah. So I'm like, go for it. And then the other time I'm like, go for it is like when someone doesn't drink. And yeah. then, like, everybody else drank. And it was, like, much more expensive. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. What I, what I am bothered by is people that just— 
like that require the request to remember to Venmo because I'm non-confrontational girly. I'm not into the request. Yeah. Like, but it, it's also weird when you didn't mention it and then you hit get the request at the end of the night and you're just like, this is so I, passive aggressive. I like the conversation of like, I, Eli, I'm going to put my card down and I'll send a pic of the bill. Can everyone just Venmo? Yeah. Love that. Or I love a friend being like, I'm putting the card down. I need my credit card points. And we're all like, slay. And then I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo. Or they're like, I'll request. Like, I think whoever's putting their card down needs to make the plan. They also need to be the planner of what's going to happen next. Yeah. You're putting your card down. It's not like up to everyone else to like figure out what, how we're going to go about this. I feel like when I put my card down, I'm always like, all right, I'll just send a picture of the bill into the group chat. And I'm also going to let everyone know what I tipped. Can everybody just Venmo me? There's always, I always one say person that. who forgets though. There's always one person. And, and then I'm like, I don't want to request them because it's so fucking annoying. But it's also yeah. like, that was like 60 buck dinner. Yep. Like I need to request them. I, the Venmo culture is something that doesn't work for me. Like it stresses me out a lot. I agree. I totally agree. And I know it's also so annoying to make a waiter like um, split it eight ways. Horrendous. Not Horrendous and not okay. I know that there are other ways, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's tough. Did you ever used to like look at relationship Venmos? Like- I, I knew a couple. No, I love to be. That would be like, like I'm a nosy juice. bitch. Juice, no, no, no. like eight dollars. Like, juice request. It's just like okay, like again, like again. I don't know the ins and outs of anyone's finances, so like not to yuck anyone's yum. But for me personally, it's always an ongoing. Just like you get it, I get it. Like yeah. okay, like this past week, we were. I was only home for two days, but I was going to meal prep for him because I cook and he cleans. So he got all the groceries because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be eating them. But then like maybe next week I'll get the groceries and then like maybe we'll go out to dinner and like maybe whoever just got paid wants to pay. Like I don't fucking know. Like the only thing I'm ever Venmoing this man for is like if we are going on a trip and something's like exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, let me split. Or he's like, let me cover the hotel you booked or whatever it is or rent. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think we're Venmoing, and God for fucking bid, you have a public Venmo. What are you doing with your Venmo in public? We'll also One keep second. it there for a sec because like, <laughs> I want to, like, I love it. The feed is so good. It's, like, juicy. But also, like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? It takes one second to default to private. It takes one second. No, I've been private since day one. I know. But uh, but thank you for your like, service. Yeah. yeah, like, thank I you because I love you. it. Like, sometimes yeah. I go on there and I'm like, what are these people doing? Yeah. Like, the feed— yeah. I had an ex and he was like on public. And then I like made the mistake of being like, I know you're lying to me. I like literally saw you Venmoing her. Immediately he went on private. And I was like, what a rookie mistake to tell him. That's how you found out? Like I didn't like he was like lying to me about like seeing someone after we broke up. But we were like still talking. So it wasn't really my business. Like who the fuck cares? Like yeah. we're broken up. But like you are lying to me. And I know you're lying to me because I see you Venmoing her. So like. Clearly, there's something happening. And then he went on private on Venmo. And I was like, damn it. Well, you just give yourself away like that. It's because you, yeah, you gave yourself away. I know. Yeah. It's okay. I had the, I had someone on it's my podcast, fine. Amelia Sampson. She found out her man was cheating on Venmo. It's underrated. Insane. <laughs> yeah. It's giving me like, was it Shakira who like went away? Oh my God, the came jam. Back and she's like, um, I would never have purchased that. I'm like, <sighs> I love you. I'm like, 100%, that would be me. Yeah. I would be like, you would never eat this. What the fuck is this? This is not yours. Yeah. Whose is it? (laughs) Amazing. But the fact, I just need to know, like, how did she get him to, like, own up to it from just that accusation? I mean, that guy doubled down. He, like, is marrying that woman. I'm like, damn. It's. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So back to dating is fun because I (laughs) I love, I love hearing about your dating life. 
what is the plan for Austin? Like, I actually had no idea you were going there. I love this for you. Thank you. It's an amazing place. I think you're going to absolutely love it. Are you going to, like, go in there and just, like, you know, focus on you? Are you going to do dating and focus on you, which I believe does exist? Like, there's a, such a good balance that can happen there. Or are you, like, what's your plan? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. So I am doing this thing called Unattached Autumn where okay. I'm not attaching myself to any outcomes. I'm not attaching myself to dating apps. I'm just, like, fully embracing what's going to happen is going to happen. And I, because I'm not on dating apps, it's going to force me to make myself go to things in Austin. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like with dating apps, we've defaulted to being like, I could stay in and meet people because I can just swipe and I can yeah. and I'll meet someone. No, I'm going to do this the old fashioned way. I'm going to go to like the country bars. Like I'm not even like a country girly, but I'm going to like go make myself do that. I'm going to go like venture to different places that yeah. I wouldn't n- naturally go. Yeah. And that way I'll try and like meet people. I also think that's perfect for Austin. It's such a social city in a way that New York and LA are not. And people are like, what do you mean New York is so social? I'm like, yeah, like you have no choice but to socialize when you go outside, but that doesn't make it inherently social. People aren't just like talking. Yeah. Here people are just driving around. Like there it's like, like making friends is like a common thing that happens a lot, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it, like in New York, like people do talk more often, but it's not meaningful connections. Yeah. Whereas as soon as I told people I was moving to Austin, they're like, I know so-and-so. I know so-and-so. Yeah. I know so-and-so. Like everyone keeps introducing me to someone who introduces me to someone. And it's really nice. Like I, I also know that like a lot of people from LA kind of moved there during yeah. the pandemic. So it'll feel, I don't know, it'll feel like a fresh little start. I'm, I'm a little burnt out on LA. I'm yeah. from here. And so- for me, it's just like an unattached what autumn. What is dating? I, first of all, <laughs> I love unattached autumn. Thank like you. I kind of want to like subscribe to unattached autumn. But Please then I'm do. like, I'm just going to unattach myself from everything. And people are like, this, she's off the grid. I'm like, it's what I've always wanted. <laughs> like I've never wanted anything more than just be like gone girl. Like, you know who can't find you there? The trolls. <laughs> so true. If I just gone girled it from the trolls, like they would have no idea. Oh my God. Um, I'm obsessed with that idea. Everyone needs to adopt unattached autumn. And then it has to go into the winter. It has to be like... Yeah, there has something to be a new. Something like uncuffed winter or right, right. something like that. Because cuffing season, I think, also breeds pressure within us. No, I'm sorry. There's What is cuffing season? In my mind, I feel like cuffing season is actually spring-summer. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, summer, it's so much easier to be single in the summer. Okay, that's very true. Yeah. But do you not feel like, okay, I guess like it's different here. But on the East Coast, once it gets cold, there's a lot less of like, let's go here and do this. Let's go here and do that thing. Yeah. Let's go do this thing. Trips and this and that and the Hamptons and blah, 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 blah. You're always meeting people. I feel like you're more likely to meet someone that you want to date in the summer. However, you might be more intentional, intentional about meeting someone to date in the winter. Yeah. I mean, I think that what happens... I'm actually finding this out. Like, I guess the Hamptons Labor Day weekend is where you really seal the deal for your cuffing season. Apparently, like, (laughs) I'm finding this out that a lot of my friends met people on Labor Day weekend. I'm like, I guess I didn't get the memo, (laughs) but it's fine. Yeah, like, I guess I like technically met my boyfriend like, and we started dating in like January, February. So like, maybe that's like the heat of cuffing season. I just feel like I'm more inclined. Like, if I were single, I would want to be single. I would more want to be single in the winter because I just feel like I'm more of like a, I'm burrowed in. And I feel like being in a relationship, like maybe I'm different. Like we do stay in a lot, but we like to do things. And I also feel like when you're getting to know someone, you have to be like doing things. You can't just like sit indoors. That becomes like Netflix and chill. 
I don't think cuffing season is finding a relationship. I think cuffing season is like finding a situationship. So true. I Because I always yeah. think of it as finding a relationship, but it's more just like finding someone to have like, it's like, let's ha- monogamously have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And watch like, for me, I had a situationship where we watched the White Lotus season. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. really Would great. you be open to a situationship right now in your current life? Or is that like not on the table? Yeah, I think so. I think for me, what I'm trying to release is like the pressure that I need to like find this perfect husband and get yeah. married and have kids. I just want to kind of like go off someone's vibe. Totally. And see how they are and, and embrace it from there. Like, I feel like the pressure with dating apps is like two people meet. And you go on this date and you're like, I hope, I hope he's the one or like, yeah. I hope they like me or whatever. And yeah. it breeds so much pressure because you just want to be accepted by this other person, this it's virtual horrible. stranger yeah. that I just, I kind of almost just want to like be loose and fun. And like living your life. And that, and hopefully something transpires through that. What do you think about, because I've recently saw this in, in conversation and I, and I kind of like, I'm seeing this too. I felt like pre-COVID, Gen Z and like millennials as well, but like mostly Gen Z was like, we're not getting married like in our 20s. Like we're not having kids in our 20s. Like we're living this like free independent life, like power, woohoo. After COVID, everyone, everyone, maybe it's just me. I cannot log onto one fucking social media without everyone's engaged. (laughs) Everyone is pregnant. Everyone is getting, I'm like, I am a teenage girl. Like, what are we doing? Like, I thought we were all like, yeah, like fun. Like, this is not in my brain, like something that I've been thinking about, but I see it everywhere. Do you feel this way? Or do you feel like the circles of people that you know? Because like, then I look at my friends and none of them. It's none of my friends. It's just like people I happen to know. Yeah. So I think for me, I have a unique situation where I grew up Russian Jewish and a a lot of my parents immigrated with a lot of these other people in LA. And so all of the kids from the Russian Jewish community that I grew up with, I'm the only single girl left, me and my best friend. And so like I go to weddings and people will be like, you know, you're the only one. And, and I'm you're like, like, yeah, I'm having a good fucking time. How are you? Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm recently. trying to find some hot guy at this wedding. Shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Totally. I know. Weddings are like a great weddings place to Weddings are a great someone. place. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah. It's the best place to be single in the world. Like, yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me um, recently at like one of those like Russian events, they were like, why are you still single? What a question that needs to be abolished. Like, I mean, <laughs> totally. <laughs> let's abolish it. It was well-intended, but let's yeah, abolish it. Yeah, came from it. a good place, but like, don't ask that. <laughs> totally. And it was the first time in a long time that I was able to answer in this way because like I've worked so hard on my self-confidence and I was yeah. like, because I'm amazing and it's really hard to find someone who like measures up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could have been married and I could have had kids. I, I've been in relationships in which that could have happened. I talk about this all the time. Like if you like... If you're down to just, like, settle and, like, anyone can just, like, get married, like, yeah. you can just do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, it, but if you hold yourself to a high standard, you're looking for someone to add to your life that's already full and beautiful and amazing. Yeah. I really want to feel, like, it's right. And, like, I, I found myself in these, like, relationships where I was, like, they were, like, good on paper. So, like, someone, like, owned a house or, like, they had a good career. And I was, like, well, I kind of want to, like— own a house by myself. Like I want to yeah. like, I want to earn the house, but yeah. it's like, we already have the house. So like, okay, yeah. what next? I yeah, don't know. What next? You're just looking for something that you're going to find in your life and you're not in a rush to do it because you're so happy and content with where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the older generation like does not understand the concept of like specifically women just like being content. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you had mentioned, you were like, what if you had said you didn't want kids? Like Chelsea Handler constantly talks about it. And it's horrible for her. Oh my God. Like what People, the fuck? I also love her and like, she can do no wrong. I like, love her too. And I grew up like loving her. Loving Chelsea her. Lately, loving her. Like I think yeah. probably, I probably had all these like societal like people, like I had Carrie Bradshaw, oh, Samantha yeah. Jones, Chelsea Handler, like all like permeating in my mind. Yeah. And, like meanwhile, I was like, I promise I'm going to get married and have kids, but I'm like, yeah. I love these women. Yeah. Um, and people comment on my stuff. Like you should think about settling down soon because you don't want to end up like Chelsea Handler. And I'm like, um, I a millionaire more to be her. <laughs> a millionaire dream, with a please. thriving career. She seems like she has an amazing circle of friends. She travels all the time. She seems like she has a good <laughs> sex life too. Like, yeah. She seems like she's like getting laid and like living her truth and like not answering to anyone. I want to be her. In fact, me like, too. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> no, I love her so much. Yeah. And I love how like, the other thing that makes me feel really good when I watch her stuff is how secure she is in it. Like, she does not feel insecure about this. She's just like, what? Like, why do you fucking care what I do? Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know if you followed her this closely, but like Joe Coy, when she was in a relationship with him, it yeah. seemed like that was like someone who was worth it for her. Exactly. To settle down with. And until you meet that guy. Yeah. It, then it's a no. Then it's a no. Yeah. Then it's an 100% no. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah. It's so nuts. I'm yeah. I'm liking your unattached autumn though. Like I'm very excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. You'll have to come to Austin. I know I'll have to come to Austin. I'm always there. I love it there. But I'm curious like what does the dating scene in LA look like? Because okay, everybody goes on and on and on about dating in New York is horrible. And I'm like, I just think dating is tough a little bit because like what about dating in New York is that horrible other than the fact that you have a lot of strong personalities and a lot of go-getters. Yeah. But like you're one of those people too if you're there. And there's a million things to do. There's a hundred bazillion gajillion people. It's very like you go outside and you're going to be talking to people and socializing because that's how it is. I just don't really understand like the detestment for dating in New York, but I've never really like known what what is that in LA? Like, what are people talking about in LA? Like, what is it like here? Yeah, it's so interesting. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday and he was like, I think his family's like from Peru and he okay. was like, all my friends back home are married with kids, but like all my friends in New York and LA are not. And yeah. he was like, is it because it's like really fun here? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess so. <laughs> but honestly, here's the thing. I, and I rolled my eyes about dating in LA and I, I, Listen, generalizations are generalizations. Totally. I don't I don't even know them. So you're opening a, a word <laughs> yeah. to me. Because I grew up here, like I will, will speak to the people. This isn't everyone, but the people who I have seen are, there are a lot of people who are in the industry and believe themselves to be better than certain people because they have access to certain things that other people don't. So yeah. a guy will think he's going to impress you because he's like, oh, like, my boy is like Justin Bieber's manager, whatever. Like his boy's not Scooter Braun, but like, let's say, yeah. you know, and he's like, so like, you should think I'm incredible. And I'm like, no, I think you're incredible. If like you're in therapy and you're nice and you're nice, you make me laugh. And like, you bring me flowers and you're normal. Yeah. Oh and you God. don't take stuff to go. Yeah. And you don't take my food to go and then eat it for lunch. Like, thanks so much. No, I that's something I could see. I was saying this earlier. I was like, on my drive here, I was wondering what it would be like if LA had a subway system. And I was like, well, first of all, the biggest thing that would be a problem is that the busking would become out of fucking control. People would be singing. There would be DJs. There would be <laughs> fucking dudes reciting monologues. There would be performance. There would be people 
putting on plays in the subway, you would not be able to get anywhere because everybody would be like, this is my stage. Like, this is my time to perform outside with eyes all over me. Like, I think it would be nuts in terms of the busking because we don't really have that in New York. Okay, I think I understand why you're saying that, but I almost think that people in New York were, would be more likely to do that because they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Whereas in LA, people give so many fucks. But do you think if people, if like one person started doing it and like blew up on TikTok and like the general public was like affirming them, yeah, everybody else would then run and do it because they're like, okay, we're affirmed by the public now. I mean, that's literally how I feel about Tube Girl right now. I'm like, who's going to start like on the streets being Tube Girl in LA or New York or, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, I see it. I see it on TikTok in the subways. Like I've never seen it happening, Yeah, but I see people doing it. I would not. No, I can't. But a good on her. No, good on her. Good on I her. I saw a video. Oh my God, yesterday. It was a girl and she was like, I'm trying to get like, I forget what she said, but she was like doing exposure therapy to become like more uncomfortable in awkward situations. Uh-huh. So she was getting off of a crowded bus and she turns around and goes, bye guys. In the loudest voice, everyone gets off the bus. <laughs> the comments were like, this video was exposure therapy. The comments were so funny. Somebody in the comments said, I watched this video. I started watching this video and scrolled away. And then I had to come up and force myself to watch it as exposure oh therapy. God. I was like, it's the way that you couldn't pay me a thousand dollars to go. Bye guys. Oh, I was like, that's how I feel about, I could never do tube girl. Like I'm so yeah. proud of her. So proud of the bye guys girl on the yeah, bus, yeah. <laughs> but holy fuck could it never be me. Yeah. Do you do anything exposure therapy ask? Cause I make myself now, cause I, I like to take walks to get coffee and I make myself like smile and say hi to people on the street. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, God, I don't know. I like if it's always if I have a few drinks and me like I'll fucking talk to like literally anyone like yeah. about literally anything but that's not exposure therapy that's liquid courage I feel like sometimes I've had to do like man on the street stuff mm-hmm. for like ads mm-hmm. and like stuff on TikTok and that's kind of been exposure therapy because that kind of stuff like makes me nervous yeah my problem is not how I'm perceived. I hate making other people comfortable, uncomfortable. Oh. I don't like making other people uncomfortable, like, at all. Uh-huh. I, I'm, like, but it's not even that I'm a people pleaser. It's just, like, I do not want to make anybody uncomfortable. And so, like, the idea of man on the street and approaching someone and stopping their day and asking them a question yeah. that they maybe don't want to answer, like, that they're going to be awkward about, that they're going to feel uncomfortable— I cannot. Like, it's that for me. Less so of, like, how are they going to perceive me? I don't really care about. Yeah. No, that's so fair. Man on the street is a really tough ask. But I find that when I, like, smile at someone or say hi, um, look, don't look down and look up. Like, I think that someone feels joy from that. Yeah. And I think that I feel good bringing joy. Not that it's like, oh, they feel so joyous that I smiled at them. You know what? I just realized is that runners are really good at this. Yeah. So like I used to be a huge runner. Like I, ca- I cannot classify myself as a runner anymore. I used to like run marathons and like actually be pretty good. Now I'm like wow. hardly, hardly even one mile. Like it's not happening. I hate running. But I just, I found out that like running, well, I always knew it like wasn't good for you. But then when I was trying to figure out like my life post PCOS endometriosis diagnosis, like everywhere like really talks about like more like long, like longer periods of cardio that are less intensive. Mm. So like it would be better to like <laughs> literally ride a recumbent bike or like be walking on a treadmill or just go on a walk or like Pilates and yoga are much better for like m- my body and my hormones than like running. And that was just like crazy because like I really saw a shift in like everything when I like stopped running that much, which wow. is crazy. I'm like, I'm not saying don't run again, like live <laughs> your life. But like runners, they love to do the high. 
And it's always a great feeling. I fucking love it. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fun. I like it and it brings joy. And my other exposure therapy that I've been making myself do is sit at a restaurant and eat alone. Okay, I love that. The first chapter of my book is about doing that. Oh, I love that. Is, We're yeah. so aligned. We're so aligned, um, yeah. And I found that like when you do that, I got a free drink from the bartender. Exactly. No, it's, it's, fu- it's also just like everyone says this, but once you like start living it, it's so nice. Nobody is thinking about you. Like literally nobody. Nobody went home from the restaurant where you were at and, and were like weirdo fucking girl eating by herself. What a fucking strange loser. The only thing someone might have thought is like, oh, that girl was really pretty and cool and like dope and like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to eat alone? Or like the bartender might have been like, that was a chill interaction. Like nobody thought about you in a negative way. Like not one person. And I feel like decentering yourself from everybody else's realities is like so freeing. Cause yeah. then you're like, who cares? Yeah. And if someone, which we've learned, if someone has a problem with it, it's a projection that they're so it's their problem. Yeah. They're so uncomfortable with being able to have the, you know, ability and the strength to do that themselves that don't even pay them any mind. And and they'll, by the time they get home, they'll forget about you. Yeah. They'll have a hundred other things. Also, like, my best friend Allie always used to say this. Like, we were in this sorority and it was just, like, not going well for us. Like, I don't know what happened, but, like, none of the girls were, like, nice to us or liked us. We're like, what the fuck? And, she would, and I would get so down on myself. I'm like, why don't they like us? She'd be like, this is so flattering, dude. We've done nothing to these people that we wouldn't even want to be friends with who suck. And all they do is think about us. They spend their days thinking about us and talking about us. And like, that is just so depressing for them and flattering for us. Like, why is my name in your mind and in your mouth if you don't like me? That's such a good point. She would always be like, this is so flattering. Then she would be like, listen to Mean by Taylor Swift and get over your fucking self. Like, all press is good press. Okay, so I have to admit something. I was never like a crazy Swifty. Like I'm okay, not. Yeah, I'm no. not like a crazy that's, Swifty. That's okay. I but I but people were commenting on my stuff. Like I feel like um, midnights would be really good for you right now because <laughs> I was posting my video Wait, like, about yeah. bullying. Yeah, they were like I feel like you would really no, enjoy. I think you would enjoy it. Taylor Have you listened Swift. To it? I I like Lavender Haze. Okay, yeah. Uh, there are songs that I like. I, I want to get in, like, Don't I guess. be scared. It's okay. Like, <laughs> no, they'll come for you. Like, they will come for your throat. They, the Swifties will come for your neck. And I get shit for saying, like, I can't align as a full Swifty because sometimes, like, there's, like, two sides of it, right? There's, like, the lovely, stunning angels who just, like, love Taylor Swift. And, like, I align with those people. Yeah. And then there's a dark side happening really? on the other end of people who just are, like, almost, like, competitive about her uh. and or, like, there's like this whole community of people who think that she could be queer and that's totally fine. And I've talked about it on the pod a million times. Like if people find, you know, camaraderie and community in her music, that's amazing. But then there's like a whole community that takes it another step too far that they're then like analyzing everything about her and like projecting onto her, whether she's, there's like a community of people who like are desperate to believe she's straight. And then like they get in fights and it's like crazy. I, I know all this from TikTok. And then like they'll, the Swifties will like a certain subset of them because so many people that listen to this are Swifties and we love them. And like, I, for all intents and purposes, like am one, like I fucking love Taylor Swift. But then there's like this community of them that will like kind of death threat. Like they will, they'll like do a death threat every now and then. Like, and it's like, what's what? another? I also saw a video, <laughs> I saw point? a video of this girl <laughs> being like, I got a death threat from the Swifties. And then another girl, she stitched it and she was like, join the club. Like who hasn't? Like at this point. And the comments were hilarious. I was, 
actually crying. It was all these people who were like, I'm a Swifty and I've gotten death threats <laughs> like from other Swifties. Like it's just, I think it's because it's a massive community. There's always going to be like the bad eggs. So like people are then, the reason that you're like afraid to be like, I'm just like, I like her, but I'm just like, <laughs> I haven't been. It's because the bad, like toxic side of the fandom yeah. would come for that take. Wow. But you're okay. Cause like the gentle sweeties and lovers, which are most of the Swifties, like they will embrace with open arms and they're like yeah. sweet, kind, caring. Yeah. Love them. I'm friends with Swifties. No, like, you're like, yeah. I, I, I'm an ally to the Swiftie Listen, community. Listen, I'm an ally to all women. I'm dying. I'm an ally to the Swift community. Please don't come for my neck. Yeah, but it's oh okay. My God. I mean, this, this will be a new a new challenge for me to have to rise to the occasion too. No, I think that you should listen to me. I think maybe I think that people are on to something. Okay. But is there is there like a musical artist or music that like gets you through? Well Beyonce for Beyonce sure. Is your girl. Um, oh you know who is Adele. Adele okay obsessed. Love, obsessed love, with love, Adele. Love, love. Saw her on my 30th birthday. Amazing. Love, love, love. Can't wait to have dinner with her in my mind. <laughs> no, this is me every day by Lady Gaga. I'm like, no, I can't wait until we are best friends. Like, I actually like I think she knows who I am. Like she doesn't. There's no way she knows who I am. But she does. In my brain I'm like she knows who I am and like we're friends like we've never interacted I've never met her never seen her like I'm obsessed with her I think that we're the same so I'm, I'm like I have this delusional concept in my brain that like we're the same person am I crazy she's from New Jersey too she's from New York oh New York okay she's we're the same height five foot two five foot two I love that documentary we're <laughs> both like Italian American vibes yeah her dad owns a restaurant my dad owns a restaurant she's a little creative like feisty one I resonate with that. Whenever she's just like tits out in her documentary, I'm like, that's so fucking me. Yeah. She's like so weird too. She's like, I just want people to see how I hang out at home. And I'm like, why do I have trouble believing that you're at home sitting at your pool, tits out in jeans? Like, I don't know, but like, that's something I would say and do. Yeah. Like, I just love her so much. Yeah. yeah. She's great. She's kind of been like, in, uh, she hasn't been doing much, right? I was, I was talking about this. Like, I think there are certain celebrities, like she's never releasing art pop or born this way again, right? Mm -hmm. Like that era for her is over. Like mm -hmm. she's in her Vegas mm -hmm. residency era. Like I almost think she's going to be one of those people that like quietly pulls back. Mm -hmm. She just released a song with the Rolling Stones and like, it's exactly that vibe where it's like, it's all about the art. It's all about the creativity. Like she wrote this like 2000 word Instagram caption about the experience <gasps> of like recording the song with them brought me to tears, but like, I'm a fan. I think it's just like one of those things where like, I don't see a Taylor Swift doing this and Beyonce isn't doing this, right? Like Beyonce is like still releasing fucking revolutionary albums that are like in her discography. I think Gaga might be done with that, which is a choice that I that I respect from her. Yeah. I want her to do whatever feels right for her. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that about Rihanna. I'm like, you're at this point where you just can and you are amazing. And you're amazing. You're the, yeah. the life, the life of the party. So yeah. My last question for you, because someone asked me this question recently and like, it was like not on a podcast. It was like just in life. And I was all of a sudden like, what is my answer to this? And is it scary that I don't know? What are your hobbies? Like, what do you like to do? Because I feel like no one asks this anymore. Like, how about in like school, like in elementary school when that's all we talked about and like it was seen as so important to have like extracurriculars and oftentimes that was like for a resume and like high school and college and whatever. Yeah. But nowadays I'm like, it's so important and I feel like you would have an amazing answer to this. So I want to ask you, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Thank you so much. Well, I just filmed a TikTok about how on dating apps, we're like as women, we're supposed to write this, but I'm like, I haven't had hobbies in so long. Like my parents yeah. enrolled me in tennis so that I could like get into college yeah. and like do all these things for college. Yeah. But I have been like trying to figure out what like my neuro nourishment menu is. Like oh, I, I've like been that. seeing like a, a life coach and she's like, let's figure out your nourishment menu. So like- Period. <laughs> 
life coach. Like, fucking sign me up. Yeah, a troll I for Trump. One. A therapist and a life coach. No, troll for Trump needs to get a life coach immediately. I'm going to put them, like, I'm actually going to sign them up for, like, email lists that are, like, therapy, better health. Um, my nourishment menu is I love to read in the park. Like, I feel like when I am in the sun and I'm reading, I love, love journaling yoga. I love, like my favorite thing is being at a dinner with my friends laughing. Like yeah. that's my happiest moment. So like a long table with my friends, just like cackling and like, yeah, no, having the wine best. and it's good the food, best. the best. I love to travel. Um, I don't know. Those are my hobbies. I like, I guess I'd like to play tennis still, but yeah. <laughs> are you into pickleball? No, I never, no, I haven't gotten know. into it, but it. people say like pickleball is where like tennis players go to die because like, I guess it's a different. Okay. Yeah. I just like, I'm I'm so confident in saying this. I couldn't give less of a fuck about pickleball. Like I literally don't give a fuck about it. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Get it away from me. I don't care yeah. about it. I don't want it. It isn't. I'm not trying it. Every time you meet someone who likes pickleball, all of a sudden it's like, well, you just haven't played. That's why you don't like. I'm I'm not going to. I don't want to. That's not my idea. But it's like I hate it. I hate that it's in the news. I hate that it's. Apparently, thirty percent of tennis courts in the in the in the country are now pickleball courts. Get your own court. Get off of theirs. They're building them. I'm like, yeah. why? I, it's so annoying. And then, like, I know that this take is going to get ridiculed. I don't care. It's horrible. I hate I, pickleball. I am I respectfully it. not going to comment on pickleball. No, because you're scared. I just, I just, you're scared. I just talked about not being a Swifty, so I can only no, take yeah, one. No, yeah, you can only do one. <laughs> I think pickleball, like, it's a little bit more in the public domain to hate. Yeah. That's Taylor Swift, you cannot. No, like, no. We don't. Not no. on this pod. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is a safe space for her. <laughs> For the Swifties, um, except for not the bad ones that we didn't give a death threat. But pickleball, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just am not, if you like it, whatever, I'm not gonna, I just yucked everyone's yum. Actually, in fact, for some reason, it enrages me. I think it's because I don't care about it and I don't wanna know anything about it and people just won't yeah. stop. If you say you don't like it, like, no, but, and you're like, no. Oh it's also just like, okay, I don't really particularly like soccer, but it's not like, I can avoid it. Do you know what I mean? What is it about pickleball that it's yeah. like everything is about it? And I'm like, why am I getting targeted ads for this? I literally hate it. I think it's a New York thing right now. I think people in New York are freaking out about they're, it. No, and they're freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And I always say this. I'm like, the, I've always said this in fact. Men who play racket sports are terrible. Wow. No, like I'm if if you meet a man and he's like, yeah, like I do tennis, I'm like, run or squash. Is that your ick? It's one of them. Like, I've just, too many guys have sucked that have played, like, that a racket sport has been part of their identity. Yeah. Them and the improv comedy guys, like, 0% chance I'm going for either in my life. What is again. the sport, then, that is a green flag for a guy? Such a good question. What's yours? <sighs> I, I mean, in L.A. growing up, like, guys loved basketball. That's cute, I think. It's cute. It, That's cute. cute. Boys That's cute. like basketball. Cute, cute, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Um, and ten, listen, the tennis player, the uh, the players in tennis are really cute. They're hot. Yeah. They are really, really I think cute. if you're a professional at any of them, that's hot. Yeah. I'm just talking about the guys that play tennis as like a hobby. I'm like, go away. <laughs> I think basketball is a good one to say though, because yeah. think about basketball. The people that watch basketball don't suck. Like yeah. football fans are like starting literal fights. Yeah. Why are you physically fighting over like a call the ref made that you didn't like. I, yeah. That's not happening at basketball games. How do you think they're feeling about Taylor? Like, how do you, like, are, do you think that guys are like, oh, girls, like, stop with the... I think a percentage of them are. Like, yeah. that's happening. 
I think that they need to, like, be fucking for real right now. Like, the proof is literally in the pudding. Yeah. Like, this has nothing to do— Like, yeah. of course, the Swifties, like, fueled this and, like, made it, like, a big, huge thing. But at the end of the day, the NFL is, like, bowing to her. Like, why don't you bring it up with them if you care so much? Yeah. Why do you care? Yeah. Also, the like, NFL is being a little thirsty, though. Like, calm down. It's like they've never been so in a thirsty. room with a famous no, person being so th- I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Part of me wants to believe that it might be, like, an agreement that everybody has going. Yeah. Because part of me believes that everybody involved with this is too smart and too business savvy and too capitalist to not jump on the opportunity for this to be a huge, big fucking thing. Yeah. And I think maybe then, maybe we'll get information about that in the future. But if it's not, I just think that, like, of course they're, like, what else are they going to do? Right. If they didn't do that, everyone would be like, why are you not? So I feel like it's that. Yeah. Anyway. 100%. Well— Thank you so much for coming on. I had so much fun chatting with you. I'm so proud of you. I I really like admire you and look up to you so much. I'm so excited for your unattached autumn. So excited for your move. Where can everyone follow along with you so that they can be a part of this like journey that you're going on to move and to have the holiday as your real life? (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I'm inspired by you too. And uh, everyone can find me pretty much done everywhere. You can find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, PMD pod on TikTok and Instagram. Yay! Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. Bye, guys.